the Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are all very, very welcome. I am Ahanu and with me is my lovely Angel Rose. People are demanding answers. Basically exposing the truth. For us to explore in more detail today. This is the time period of truth being exposed of all the unhealed stuff coming out. So make sure you tune in. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now. Good morning again, everybody. This is Angel Rose. And hopefully this is the last time I'm here by myself without my beloved Ahanu. Hopefully he will return next week. But I wanted to talk a little bit today about the world and the conditions in the world and the things that are going on in the world. There's many spiritual traditions out there that deal with the world and some calling it the world of illusion and others saying there is no world outside of ourselves. But I don't know that that's really what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the consciousness, I think, of what's happening in the world and really to reinforce the power that we all have. And, you know, for a lot of us on the metaphysical path, we come across different reminders all the time. And one of the reminders that I'm often given when I go through something is the reminder of how powerful my mind is and how our minds are constantly creating realities. So there's never a time when you are not powerful. You're always powerful. Your mind, by its very nature, is creative. Any type of a thought or a deep belief energizes the plasma field around us and causes something to coalesce and become reality on some level. I've noticed that this is even true with when people write books or novels. For example, the book that was written well before the Titanic was created, a book, I believe it was called The Titan, was a story about a massive ship that looked like the Titanic and hit an iceberg and sunk. And this was written, like I say, well before the Titanic came into existence. So when I found out about that book and the story, and I went and I looked at what happened with the Titanic, and I saw the similarities, my mind went to, well, does everything get manifested, even things that we consider make-believe, such as a novel? Does it all get manifested at some point? In reality, because certainly that got manifested. Or when you go to the movies when you're young and you watch a tragedy, and then something occurs in your own life later on, perhaps, that's similar to the tragedy you saw when you were younger. Do you make the connection that perhaps that manifested in your life because you had an emotional reaction to a movie that you saw that was similar. I mean, could things be that ridiculous where 
the universe takes it all literally, and all it does was create after our thoughts and desires. Certainly it's been proven to me through the course of my life that everything I experience, I did have a hand in participating in, in some aspect of myself. And when I go through things that I don't like and I ask if I happen to fall into a victim perception about it, I'm quickly shown when and where I had a thought that contributed to that. Or I'm reminded, why do you want to use your powerful mind that way? So I'm going to move into this little talk today about the future of our world and the possibilities Because certainly we hear on the news every day in America about things that our president is doing or things that he says that many of us consider very infantile, very much a little boy with his military toys. I don't know how we would even describe that, but it's putting the world in jeopardy because you've got other leaders who are just as infantile. And what do we do about this? Because it's probably considered safe to say that the majority of people want a peaceful world. The majority of people would prefer to live in harmony and survive well and thrive, raise their families, share experiences with each other. They don't want another world war, and they certainly don't want a nuclear war that would devastate so many. I think it's safe to say that this is true. And to think that that sort of a fate is in the hands of a few people who have the potential to harm millions of people is really disconcerting and alarming for a lot of people. But what about our own consciousness? And what about the issue of death itself? Many of us take death for granted. We just assume that this is nature's way. We look out and we see this is the pattern that we see throughout the world. The Fibonacci spiral, you know, the cycle of life, uh, the cycle of nature, the cycle of people, the cycle of planets. Around and around and around we go. Uh, yuga cycles, on and on. I don't know about you, but I've questioned these cycles in terms of, is this the way it's supposed to be? Because history just repeats itself over and over. We have a dark age that moves to a golden age. We have a golden age that lasts, and then we descend into the cycle of going down into the darkness and then we come up again, you know? And is this the way it has to be? I've never believed it personally. I don't think this is the natural way. I don't think that the cycle of animals eating other animals or us eating other animals, the killing machine, I've never found that to be natural. It just didn't feel right to me. It feels very much like death consciousness. 
This episode is sponsored by Twin Flame Hosting. Twin Flame Hosting has been designing and hosting websites since 1993 and is now a leading provider of internet-based web services to large and small businesses all over the world. We also care for many individuals who depend on our quality, reliability and affordable hosting solutions because we know what professional business people need in a hosting solution. Visit TwinFlameHosting.com So what is death consciousness and how do we contribute to it? Well, you've heard my talks perhaps of the two previous weeks when Ahana was out of commission. And I talked a lot about how the psychology of the mind works when it does something that is opposed to life. Life being the desire for everything to flourish to have happiness, to have love. That's what life is. That's that desire, that innate desire. And you see that actually in a lot of ways, how life will push through all obstacles to maintain itself. That is the life principle. So the death principle has never felt right to me ever since I was a young girl. I was shocked at it when my mother told me about it. I thought, what do you mean this is foreign? So I consider death consciousness anything that is contrary to the life principle. Anything that's destructive, anything that's harmful, any thought, any feeling, any action that destroys, that works against the life principle in the whole of life. I consider the death principle. And I know there will people who will argue with me and say it's just a natural part of life. But I think it comes from our belief in guilt and our belief in attack and our belief in we have to protect and preserve against others. All of those sorts of thoughts are death thoughts. So when we look at the future of our world and the potential for massive destruction at the hands of a few immature people, and I do mean immature, little boy type things, and I don't mind saying it, and some people won't like me saying that, but as I see it, this is what we're looking at, name-calling, mudslinging, divisive things, accusations, blame, that whole, this one deserves that, that one deserves this, no regard for the life principle whatsoever. This to me is the things that we have to choose against. And when I mean choose against, I'm talking about the belief in these things in our own minds. The belief that we're constantly at threat by another country, another person, another thing, that whole victim-victimizer consciousness has to go out the window. Because the universal energy, this huge plasma field, it has no ability to decipher what's a life-supporting thought and belief 
and what's a death-supporting thought and belief. It doesn't do that. It just creates more of whatever somebody says they believe is true. So our responsibility as citizens and a consciousness that is made up of creative forces is to be very mindful about what we're choosing to be attracted to. And why I say that is because death is an attraction. What's the attraction to destruction? What's the attraction to blowing things out of the sky? To, I don't know how you describe it really, but what's the attraction to suffering for misery? Where do they come from? Do they come from our religious dogmas? where we all believe on some subconscious level that we're sinners? Does it come from that? Does it come from a universal agreement in a God that destroys? What does it come from? Why are we attracted to it? Because people who have achieved immortal statuses in terms of the expansion of their being They've moved into immortality. Indeed, you know, we talk about being on an ascension pathway in these time periods, but what is that ascension pathway if it is not the overcoming of death? Acknowledging that death is not a natural process, it is something that occurs from the belief in guilt and punishment as does all illnesses and all desires to punish, whether it's ourselves or others. In my opinion, death is not a natural thing. Immortality is natural. Those who believe in the crucifixion and the ascension of Jesus would have to ask themselves, what would be the point of that whole thing if it wasn't to prove that you can overcome death. That's what ascension means, resurrecting the body, bringing it into an immortal status. But what does it take to do that? You have to be willing to undo the belief in death on all levels, in all of its forms. And death can, we're not just talking about the physical body dying, we're talking about Any desire we have to destroy, to weaken, to condemn, to judge, all of those things are death thoughts. So when we look about the future of our world, the fact that there are those who are willing to accept what these leaders do and say and believe it's all right and believe it's necessary This is a problem. This is a real problem for humanity. It's a problem for life itself. The thing about life is that no matter what happens, no matter how many of us die, no matter how many earth changes we go through, no matter how many nuclear wars there are, life will still find a way to be. The demise of a lot of the planet what life principle will still 
bring more life. You've been listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. To get the profound statements from the Akashic Records in your mailbox each week, log on to worldofempowerment.com.